1: Welcome back, everyone. My name is Jackie Sanders, Chief Editor of RDH Magazine, and today I am joined by Ann Rice. Hi, Ann. How are you today?
0: Hi, Jackie.
1: <laughs> we are both on high energy to our listeners. We just returned from AOSH, where we learned everything new, great, wonderful, all of the science that is out there, and so we just decided it was time for us to jump back on here and share and talk a little bit about an article that Anne just had published in the September issue of RDH Magazine. She's been doing a four-part series with Dr. Tim Donnelly, and this specific segment is Six Questions to Get Your Office Practicing Evidence-Based Care. So, Anne, if you were to cut that title into segments, what does it mean, Practicing Evidence-Based Care?,
0: You know, Dr. Donnelly is the one that really speaks to this more eloquently, I guess, is that what we believe may not be science-based. There's always anecdotal evidence. Well, it worked on this patient, so we're still going to continue to do that. But the way even the evolvement of the oral microbiome, its adjustments, it's changing how it reacts to certain things that we're doing when we look at different medicaments that we put into the mouth, there's movement changes when it turns into a dysbiotic environment. Every individual is different. I think that we always have to hang our hat on. There's something new. There's more education. There's more science that's going to change our treatment protocols. And the way we should be doing it is not just because we think it's going to work or that's what we've always done since we graduated from hygiene school.
1: Oh, yeah, it's It's so much different than the way we used Mm. to do it. I mean, I haven't practiced for 14 years, and I told somebody the other day, I don't know that I could even go back in, but after learning everything I'm learning, the whole assessment process and diving deeper into what truly is going on in this individual's life is what should be predicting how you're going to treat them.
0: We talk about oral systemic health all the time, which is a crazy way to say that and we talk about it and we're educated of course we know the mouth and cardiovascular disease and all the other things what i think now we're missing and i've talked to a few people is how to treat the disease yep we realize that this does go all over everywhere and it's it's making these challenges to the patient chronic disease but it's interesting that we are seeing these patients regularly they are under our care and they are riddled with chronic inflammation year after year after year. I think that's where the change has to be. How do we treat the disease and that we do individual based care on the patient? Where is their chronic inflammatory disease? What do we work on? And always being open to new science.
1: Oh, and the, there is so much coming out so quickly and, and, for our listeners and our hygienists who feel like they're at that burnt out point, if, even if you just read this one article, it's going to inspire you. I mean, Dr. Donnelly and you list six things here. And the very first one is what is your goal for your patient and what is your main message to
0: your patients?
1: And it all starts right there is that the whole office is on the same page.
0: I, well, when you say that, and I've talked to Dr. Donnelly about that, somebody needs to do a definition of health. Is your goal, what is your outcome? Is it no bleeding? Is that your outcome? Is it no pathogens? Is it uh, no bone loss? Is it, what is the outcome? That hasn't even been defined. And that's, there's a lot of wiggle room in a practice between two hygienists, what the doctor thinks or the, the practice owner we you have to figure what is health what is your what is your endpoint and how are you going to measure that endpoint and then the entire practice has to be on the same page can you imagine you jackie going to three different hygienists three different protocols one says this bleeding's okay one says oh you need to floss a little bit better on the this and we're just yeah. going to let that go everybody has to come to some conclusions to figure out what the desired outcome actually is and then move forward from there.
1: Well, and I think if, if the office as a whole were to get together and define what that was, then that would alter change, improve the whole assessment process. Mm -hmm. Okay. So maybe we are going to start, you know, doing saliva testing and look at the pathogens. Maybe we are going to start routinely doing perioprobings and checking for bleeding points it's that whole assessment and then treating the individual as an individual, not my nine o'clock patient.
0: Right. At the scrutiny of a health history, I think is really, and we're so rushed and busy, but you could find out so much information from that health history that will directly show up in that patient's mouths or things to be concerned about. I, When I talk sometimes, we got to get past this result of periodontal disease so we see four millimeter five millimeter pockets we're swimming upstream at that point it's heading off the gingivitis um, the high-risk patients are they a diabetic we need to keep this as an urgent prevention always the whole entire practice does i i think that it's hard in our industry to keep up What is the latest? Um, What's going on? I just thought about this the other day. I just told you this morning, I'm watching for two days, this oral microbiome thing with Forsyth Institute. I think we need to do small study clubs, whether it's in your community with hygienists or we do it all online, where one person is not required to read all the science and distill it for the whole community, right? I know how exhausting that is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. But (laughs) if you do it in a community-based program. So you all are going to be looking at PG, what's the new latest and greatest that we know about pyrofamonis gingivalis. And you kind of dissect it that way. You have community. I think you might get less burnout. And we're all striving for the same thing. We're, as Dr. Tom Neighbor says, oral medicine specialists. And I also like to say, you go inside of a human being every single day when you instrument. You are in a human. So- We got to take that seriously. And what are the ramifications of a junctional epithelium and the pathogens and the neutrophils and, and all those things in order to understand oral systemic health, we got to kind of go back to the basics and look at the science.
1: Well, and it's, you know, you, we were talking earlier today, you were talking about, you know, if I went to a cardiologist or any type of specialist and they were treating me the same way for a condition today, (sighs) that they were treating me six years ago we we'd say where's the modern medicine and i think that dentistry needs to realize we've got a lot of modern medicine out there that we need to be embracing and and bringing to our patients this
0: is an individual's life that you could be changing well and you can do it to their detriment oh absolutely we have lots of things that we want to do and telling the patients you need to brush more you need to Floss more. You need to do all these things. It's a little bit more complicated than that. Therein, yeah. as Dr. Donnelly likes to say in these articles, is that it's a partnership. We have to spread the word that oral healthcare preventive measures, going to see your dentist, is part of overall health and wellness. All the disciplines need to understand that that this is a long term. This is a marathon not a sprint. Yeah. So, and it's going to change as a person changes. You weren't a diabetic necessarily when you're 30, but you are now at 50. Yeah.
1: yeah. Or I didn't have dry mouth when
0: I was 30, but I do now. Right. All of the changes (laughs) with that. I don't know that there's, there's not an easy answer. And I do know, as I became more educated, I was more lit, a little bit more on fire for dentistry as a whole. When you, when you know more, you do more. Isn't that what they say? Yeah.
1: And it fulfills that curiosity, that desire. The more you know, it brings the excitement back to what you're doing. It empowers you. It makes you feel more pertinent rather than just having an eight o'clock patient,
0: a nine o'clock patient, a 10 o'clock patient.
1: You know, it, it, every patient is different.
0: Absolutely. And we need to look at them as individuals, a little probably less talking about their shoes and the weddings and talking about their health right? Yeah. Um, we have to know that the inflammation in a human being's mouth drives the progression of whatever diseases are on their health history. Are you driving their disease process or are you helping their disease? That's the basic question. What are you doing to help that person's chronic disease today?
1: that's it that is true is you have a you as a hygienist have a responsibility to this individual and you can be causing more harm or you can be helping him but you need to know that
0: yeah Thanks, Jackie.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you to our listeners. I can guarantee Anna and I will be spending more time together. She's got a lot, a wealth of knowledge to share. Every time I spend time with her, I I wish I was back in clinic. But we are here to share with you. Everybody have a great day and take care. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of RDH Magazine Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this interview. Hit that subscribe button and join us next Thursday for another conversation with Jackie Sanders. Find us on social media, visit our website, and sign up for one of our amazing newsletters to keep up to date with your profession. Hygienists come for the education, but stay for the community. See you next time.